Rah, where's rah. your rah? I bet you to it. Oh, were you oh, asleep, Darren? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that was a nice cheesy way to start today's topic. <laughs> sleep. Uh, so you got uh, Ross and Darren, the man behind all the Masashi products here today for Masashi R and D sessions, and obviously Hal, the intern. Greetings. Or do you prefer intern Hal? Hal the intern. For sure. Hal the intern. So sleep, really important topic. Yeah, it's um, my favorite thing to do. It's the single biggest <laughs> performance. We were just talking before the podcast. The, the single biggest performance enhancer above everything else for sports performance, not just for sort of rest and recovery, but for Im- improvement of skills, sports-related skills for the brain. For, for everything, you know. Cardiovascular health. You spend a third of your life asleep, but it's the big mystery. Nobody knows what goes on. Yeah, it can severely impact things like um, strength and even injury prevention. So we'll look at sleep today. Um, a lot of people are sl- suffering from sleep deprivation. Yeah, you know, uh, it's uh, a sign of the modern times, but also, you know, everybody's living a busy lifestyle. And stressed out. Stressed out. And, you know, some people think of sleep as a waste of time, you know. You're just sitting there doing literally nothing. True. Could, could be better things to do, but maybe, um, maybe we can change your mind after this because, you know, I think it's pretty important. Yeah, we'll look at the importance of sleep, what's happening while we're asleep, um, and some tips to possibly help you to get asleep and stay asleep. And then after the topic, stick around because we'll cover some juicy sports news, yeah, um, some listener questions, and a, another quote from Japanese swordsman Miyamoto Masashi, your favorite part. Yeah. We have a, a new segment too that we'll finish off at the end that we'll introduce then. Oh, shit. Cool. This is new. How I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. So, so sleep. Why is sleep important? Um, well, it's important for a lot of things. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm no expert on, st- on sleep, but uh, I've been listening to a few podcasts, reading a few papers, um, read this pretty awesome book. Matthew Walker. Why We Sleep. Actually, it's an audio book, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, you can't claim that as reading. Um, Darren can't read. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Can't look at these, these words on the page and <laughs> make sense out of them. But yeah, so, you know, sleep's important. And maybe we can look at it um, from an athletic perspective as well. Definitely from an athletic perspective, but it, it, it is important for rest, recovery from sports, um, ability to absorb, absorb information and, and, and learn new skills related to your sport, Yeah, injury prevention, like as we just mentioned. Yeah, so, you know, um, we always talk about the, um, the different elements of a sport, you know, um, your physical, um, your, your technical, you know, your skills, and also your mental and emotional. Um, all of these three, you know, we, we say the three these three factors vary from sport and um you know at different levels of sport but sleep is important for all three physical mental and even technical skills yeah it's true and it's like you can look at training and nutrition independently but sleep sort of yeah it does it covers all all aspects yeah sports performance and you know a lot of people focus a lot on diet and exercise but sleep is something which you can control and can have as big if not bigger a bigger effect than diet and exercise you were mentioning before, it's almost become part of sort of male uh, sort of culture, that, that ego. Macho-ness. Macho-ness is who, who can get the least amount of sleep, who's up the earliest yeah. and, and doing the most throughout the day. You know, I'm, uh, I'm running this company, I'm training three times a day and I wake up at 3 a.m. I've only had five hours sleep. It's, it's a silly mentality that to have. That sounds painful. Yeah. Well, um, it's funny you say that, you know, like back in the day when I was at, at uni and, you know, like uh, me and my, my study crew, we used to be like, oh, you only slept 
didn't you slept three hours <laughs> that's cute <laughs> you know like slept half an hour kept studying and literally that's what we were doing you know zombifying ourselves just to cram for exams but um now that uh i know a bit more about sleep probably why is it to do the opposite well it, it is it, and i've been guilty of that myself like i i'm not someone that sleeps well and never has um and i have in the past prided myself on the the amount of output that i've been able to to achieve with very minimal sleep but the more i find out about sleep the more i think that's an actually that's a really silly attitude to have so it's it's making me focus on definitely doing some things to improve my sleep and getting more sleep that's probably the biggest thing it's it's first getting allowing the time getting some more sleep hmm. um, and then sleep quality comes next after that i guess yeah and you know the whole macho aspect of getting a little sleep is is ironic because you know um, higher sleep has been associated with better testosterone levels. So it's the most macho thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was, I was reading something recently. Like if you're not getting, we'll go into how much sleep you need, but even like one hour less than what you actually need can, in, can decrease your body's um, ability to produce testosterone by up to 10%. And it can, and it can actually age well, you can have comparable testosterone levels to someone that is actually 10 years older than you. So that's how yeah. sleep, that's how important sleep can be. And that's only be. with one, one to two hours less sleep. So you might, like if you're not getting enough sleep, Hal, you might have the same testosterone levels as an 18-year-old. You're, what, eight, nine? Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, thought went, I thought you meant it goes the other way around. Like I'd have the same testosterone levels as someone who's 30. Like Ross. I was know. just insinuating that you're only eight or nine years oh, old. Anyway, sorry, you get younger every whisker, episode and I get right older. Yeah. Yeah. Ross would have the same testosterone levels as a 70-year-old. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> should use me as an example. So how much, um, how much sleep do you need? Um, well, you know, everybody knows the rough um, approximate guidelines and it's about seven to nine hours of sleep. Yep. But that's like, you know actually being asleep mm -hmm. a lot of people go to their bed and you know they're on their phone for maybe half an hour reading some um, stuff scrolling instagram whatever and you know you're counting that as your daily sleep uh, for me it's pretty easy to track how much i sleep because whenever i set an alarm it tells you <laughs> eight hours and 45 minutes or whatever not that yep. i ever sleep eight hours and 45 minutes but um yeah so on average um you know eight is the golden number everybody targets it and um you know if you're asleep for eight hours a day it's definitely going to have a positive impact on your life and your physical performance. And what's the average? What are people getting? Um, so I read something that in America, the average is about six and a half hours of sleep. And it, and it seems like six and a half people go, oh, that's, that's enough to get by the next day. And I compare it, or I've heard it compared to like having one or two beers, you know, like yeah. you don't really notice the impacts of having one or two beers. You don't feel drunk. You still think that I can do everything I would without any 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 alcohol, but you're still impaired. It's still slowing. You're still it's slowing your decision making skills. It's affecting your ability to perform at the same level. It's the same with sleep. One hour less than what you should be getting, you might not notice the next day, depending on what you're doing. Athletes will definitely. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So um. It's funny you quote that, you know, that um, that study it was actually an Australian study done at Flinders University. So um, they tested people on a concentration test, right? Oh. So um, they um, kept them awake for 20 hours, which isn't that unusual. You know, it's just basically a late night, you know, if you wake it's up like at 7 a.m. till what? Till when? When is that? Um, it's like 3 a.m.? Yeah, maybe like 3 a.m. Yeah. So it's not unusual, you know, mm. that might be a Friday night for a lot of people, yeah. right? 
So, um, <laughs> so you wake up at 7, 3 a.m. Um, they compared it to, you know, being legally drunk, so 0 0.5. Um, um, well, I forgot the unit is alcohol concentration, right? Oh, um, alcohol you know, level. Alcohol level um, that would be considered, you know, drink driving. And uh, they did a concentration test and it was pretty much equal. It's crazy. And, and you see it on the roads as well. Like the, we know, we all know the devastation that drinking and driving can have, but there's actually more vehicle related incidents based on sleep deprivation. Yeah. And, you know, we're saying that 6.5 is the average, but that means half of the population are getting less than 6.5, which mm. is, you know, worrying. That is very worrisome. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, I was reading something else in relation to sort of the mental aspects of it. They, they looked at two different schools um, and different start times in the morning. Like some, some schools are sort of kicking off earlier and earlier to align with the, the working day of adults. So you might get schools that kick off at 7 or 7.30 in the morning as opposed to schools that kick off at 9. The schools that are kicking off later are actually achieving higher grades and they're having higher concentration levels. And I mean, it could come down to a variety of factors. But um, it's interesting. Like kids are getting less and less sleep as well, and it's severely impacting what they're doing at school. You need more sleep as a child as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, I think you need about twelve hours of sleep um, if you are under six or seven, mm. which is quite a lot. And you know, so uh, that makes sense. Yeah. What, what, about what, what time's your bedtime, Hal? Seven thirty. It depends big, which big night. Dog. Yeah. Um, Can I stay yeah. on up and, and watch this on TV? I, I, have a, I have a nap after play school every day at 3pm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, hell's probably up all night playing uh, playing Fortnite. So. Well, you, you can see like, and, and sleep deprivation is huge. I think there was this, um, I heard this in a podcast as well. There was this radio DJ, hey, radio DJ, um, that, was, that uh, was trying to do the longest amount of time on air without sleeping. His aim was eight days. What? I know. Imagine that. Die? He got two, two or three days in yeah. and he was that sleep deprived that um, he started hallucinating. Yeah. But he, he was also, um, he was displaying like psychotic behavior as well. Yeah. So, mm. uh, like, well, do you know what these hallucinations are? Basically, you know, your body has this um, need to sleep and consolidate your memories and consolidate your thoughts and learnings. Um, and if you don't get the sleep, your body, you know, this dream state, which is where all this is happening, spills out into real life. And then you're basically, you know, walking around in a dream, hallucinating. There's some interesting stuff around that. What are the different sleep states? Do you know? Yeah. So basically, there are two types of sleep. Um, well, I guess, you know, we talked about sleep quantity, you know, eight hours. But, you know, the other aspect is sleep quality, you know, getting all of these um, different f stages of sleep correctly. And, um, you know, having a good quality of sleep means good um, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, also known as dream sleep, and non-REM sleep. So, uh, so which comes first? So non-rapid eye movement um, sleep comes first. It, it's interesting. So, that, you know, there's four stages of non-REM sleep. Um, REM sleep is, um, you know, where we dream. Um, we actually also have some dreams in non-REM sleep. So stage one is kind of, you know, this transition from being awake to, um, to being asleep. Um, stage two, you know, um, things start to happen. Wait, I've got a, got a little summary here because, you know, I'm no sleep expert, so let me, let me read it out a bit more um, so I don't make a mistake. Yeah, it's a period of light sleep before you enter this, um, this deep sleep. You know, your heartbeat and you're breathing slow, your muscles relax even further, body temperature drops and your eye movements stop. And then, you know, stage three, non-REM sleep. Um, so this is a period of deep sleep where you need to feel refre refreshed in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know, stage stage four is um, very similar, and this is where all these um, fascinating brain waves and things happen. Um, and some some weird chemicals are released as well. Yeah, um, so you got like noradrenaline, acetylcholine, that actually shut down the frontal cortex of the brain, yeah. and and can actually shut down your sort of your muscular system so that you're not not moving at all. But they're also responsible for some. Yeah, so that's that's it. That's in REM sleep. You know, um, that's where the sleep paralysis occurs. So right. you, you actually get paralyzed in rapid eye movement sleep. Um, it's so you don't enact your dreams out. You know, um, so y- your limbs are literally par- paralyzed. So you're not like kicking and punching. You know, you, you're a jiu-jitsu. Imagine you're having a dream, dream about jujitsu and you choke off your choke out your wife. <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> like I often have that dream. Yep. <laughs> you're so lucky. You know, your limbs are paralyzed. So you're not actually <laughs> not actually doing uh, doing anything. Do you know how many times that I've been dreaming about basketball? Like, and obviously haven't been that deep asleep and have jerked myself awake thinking I'm going for a jump well, shot. Careful of the language you're using there when yeah. you um, jerk yourself awake. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like when you're dreaming in the non non REM sleep, when you're not paralyzed, that's when you get these twitches and things like that. So and things like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if only we were playing the the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so interesting, and 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 I don't know if there's any science behind it, but but some of the um, some of the chemicals that are released in the brain are similar to similar impact to some like psychedelics and things like that you, that you have as well. I just said and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and could that be causing any of these sort of lucid, weird dreams, or, or is? Yeah, well, you know, um, a lot of things go on in your brain, and um, you know, one of the functions is clearing out all these toxins um, that that are in your in your brain, and you know, one of these um, toxins, you know. Amyloid beta forty two is something that's responsible for Alzheimer's disease. So if you don't, you know, clear out these toxins, and you know you've got these other things going on in in there, um, you know, it can cause all kinds of issues to your uh, to your emotions and you know your your memories. Say yeah. things like that. I'm waiting <laughs> for it. Uh, I'm trying not to. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's funny. So REM sleep, this this um, you know rapid eye movement sleep. Obviously, your eyes are moving, but your your eyelids are closed. But, you know, they studied people over many years to, to figure out that your eyes are actually sh- moving rapidly from side to side while you're asleep. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. So um, it's actually important for learning a lot of skills. So um, they looked at some mice, right? So um, they had these, um, you know, um, um, sensors on, on, a, on a mice, um, you know, reading their brain waves and things like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, so these mice were going around this maze and then, you know, mapping their, um, their brain waves. Then during the sleep, the mice replicated what they did in this maze, you know, to get the cheese or whatever. Um, but it was happening 20 times faster. Than what, than what is actually happening in real life. Yeah. So, you know, that's exactly what's happening. You're internalizing the things that you're learning in the day and, you know, going over them rapidly um, in this in the state. And that's where learning and memory consolidation occurs. Which is super important for athletes. And I, like I automatically think things like jiu-jitsu, which is a, a chess match with your body. Yeah. And you do the amount of patterns that you're actually going through daily while you're training. You do repeat those patterns. Like I have had dreams, like you about basketball. Mm. I've had dreams about jujitsu, and you're going through all these sort of certain patterns. But mm. yeah, it's it's super interesting. Yeah, and you know, in martial arts in particular, you want to move things from you know conscious behaviors into your unconscious. Um, you know, so you know when you're in the situation, you don't even need to think about it. You you know you want to you know strangle somebody out. You know exactly where to shift your hips or whatever. And it's the same in, same in a lot of sports. You know, when you're learning anything, for example, you know, how to kick a soccer ball. You know, you learn, you put your foot there, you know, you kick this, the middle of the ball. And, um, you know, when you're first doing it, you have to think about it, right? 
but eventually you know it comes so naturally and then eventually you're, you're messy you're not even thinking about putting it through somebody's legs and not so is that, a goal. is that your brain like setting patterns while you're asleep like yeah. is, is it sort of recapping what you've done while you're awake and setting these as like neuro- neurological patterns or something? Yeah, exactly like that. So, um, you know, Hal, you only recently learned how to tie your shoe. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> he still uses a little Velcro strap. <laughs> no comment. With a YouTube video. <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously everybody remembers it. It was really hard. Tying your shoe was super hard. But now it's so automatic that, you know, you just... And it's done. Yeah, you don't even think about it. Yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of things that you learn, you know, transition into this, um, you know, un- subconscious mindset. It's crazy. Do you ever do you dream about tying your shoelaces still? Or uh, I every time I start a new job, I, I have weird dreams about it. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, dreams are dreams are really interesting, and you know, some people don't dream, um, think they don't dream much, but you know, you are dreaming. But a lot of people don't remember their dreams. Mm. Yeah, is uh, that because like the the frontal cortex shuts down basically while you're in that deep sleep? Uh, I don't know enough about because uh, that's the part that's required for sort of learning and memory and well, that's whatnot. what your frontal cortex does. But uh, you know, um, th- out of all the papers I've ever done in my life, neuroscience was definitely the hardest <laughs> one. You know, it's uh, the brain is still the the great mystery of what mm. what happens, and you know there are these chemicals. You can see a few things. You know, even like the physiology of it. It's still a mystery, you know. There's a lot in in your brain yet to be discovered, and I guess you know um, that's one of the theories to, that are out there. Mm. That that part of the brain is also the last part of the brain to develop. Like as a as a child, that's or as you as you're growing up, it's the last part of the brain to develop, and that's why they say sort of when you are in this sort of reduced state of uh, you haven't got as much sleep as what you need, that part of the brain can actually be sort of impaired. So it impairs your decision making skills. You can get silly and giddy like you do like you display like childlike behavior yeah and like um you know kids don't actually experience REM sleep to the same uh, extent as adults you know it takes a while before you you know you develop these proper sleeping um cycles and you know the two types of sleep that we just talked about um that's why you know your frontal cortex develops um later you know in relation to this okay we've talked about how much sleep you need and the different sort of states of sleep is there like an optimal time that you need to go to sleep and wake up in the morning? I think um, the, the main thing is consistency, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, if you, if you wake up and sleep at the same time every day, you know, this is your circadian rhythm. Your, your body is uh, adjusted to this. And, you know, everybody, everybody knows this. If you've ever been overseas, you know, you've experienced jet lag. Mm. Especially, you know, I'm from South Africa, right? It's a 12-hour time difference, which is literally the worst you can get. Mm. So whenever I go there, first week... I'm waking up, um, you know, in the middle of the night. I'm like wide awake um, because, you know, your body's trained to produce melatonin, right? Melatonin's obviously, you know, the key sleep um, signaling molecule. You know, it, it puts you to sleep. Um, but your body produces it on cue, right? Um, typically, what causes your body to do that is light, right? Light and temperature. So, um, you know, um, it's light in the day, dark at night your body will start producing melatonin. But then, you know, when you get into a, a new environment, you're still confused and you still got this lag. So, you know, it takes a while to uh, adjust. So should we be going to bed basically a little bit after dark and, and rising with, with the sun in the morning? Or Well, you know, that's, that's how hunt, hunter-gatherers get, do it. Um, mm-hmm. I heard it's it, pretty unrealistic though, isn't it? Pretty it's unrealistic. Convenient. You know, remember, yeah. you know why it's called midnight? Because it's meant to be the middle of the night. And that, that's crazy. <laughs> like, th- we... we 
we classify midnight now as like, oh, you know, we should probably get to bed an hour or so yeah, before that's the midnight. Beginning of the night, yeah. What, what time do you get to sleep? Uh, oh, I've been better lately since since all this um, COVID stuff. <laughs> um, but it used to be sort of 11, 12 o'clock at night and I'd be up early. But yeah. now I'm aiming to get to bed by 9, 30, 10. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I felt so much better for it. I agree. I'm pretty consistently like 11 till 7. Yeah. I used to be pretty erratic with uni all over the place. But Isn't that weird though to think, like people don't even think what midnight means. Yeah. It literally does mean the middle of the night. Midday but it's not. as well. Midday is like, oh, I'm three hours into work. It's yeah. not, not halfway through the day. Well, no. it, yeah. But it's kind of like more viewed as the middle of the day than midnight is the middle of the night. Yeah. But yeah, I'm about 11 to 6.30. Um, you know, I get about seven and a half hours. Yep. Oh, so we yeah, should be sort of me. regularity, trying to get to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time on most days. Yeah. And, you know, your circadian rhythm is so important, you know. This is, um, you know, you release hormones, you know, your stress hormones and things at different times in, in relation to this. It's not just sleep. Every, your body is, you know, they call it a body clock for a reason. Yeah. I've got a question. When yep. was the last time either of you went... Oh, sorry. What was the, what's the longest amount of time you've gone without sleep? <clears throat> I went a solid five years without sleep when my kids <laughs> were first born. So, um, mm, I I've probably pulled one, like an all-nighter. That's yeah. it. Yeah, same. When was that? A long time ago. Yeah. Back in the 40s. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> back, back in the uni days, I used to really get some sleep deprivation going you know um like um exam time which is probably the worst time to do it mm. um we used to sleep you know an hour that's two shocking. hours but sleep is more valuable than any cramming you can do it is but you know it's the quantity of stuff you have to read and you know it's the you know True. it's you the know. productivity in the yeah. next day as well you're cramming for a potential exam the next day and if you're sleep deprived your ability to recall that information is severely impaired anyway yeah um, one, so of the, one of the funniest things... Unlike are, Dieran, don't be a crammer. <laughs> it, well, and, you know, you become a procrastinator as well because, you know, you, you, have an, you actually don't focus on the tasks at, at hand. You know, you want to do the easiest things when you're sleep-deprived. Yeah. And um, funny story, one day we were in the library, um, me and my mate, and uh, we were, like, both zombie, zombies from not sleeping for, like, a couple of days. And we look at the shelves and this bright pink book, on this random level, I think it was, like, the geography section... It said modern techniques for information retention. We're like, what the hell is this? So then we're like, we should read that book. And we're like, it's a big book. Then we just like, how many pages do you think that is? Um, so <laughs> we got it off to see who was right. We opened the book. There's energy drinks inside, and it's like, congratulations. This is, it was like some promotional thing. I was like, what? <laughs> 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 That's huge. Yeah. And it was. It turns out it was like all over the library. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a great smart. marketing play. What's yeah. the what's the most you've gone without sleep, Hal? Probably just um, from seven a.m. till oh far out. I've, I've gone. Uh, the biggest I've done is one night without sleep, and then the next night like six hours. And how trashed are you the next day? Like it's I felt awesome. Oh, did you? <laughs> I, like I, I I was falling apart, but I had the best. I had the best two nights, and that's oh, you all would I have could had a think great about. Time. <laughs> exactly, but that like, was it was painful. Like staying up all night and then having basketball at eleven a.m. I couldn't see the ring. I was, I was just yeah. exhausted. There's probably a lot of parents... I don't know if there's parents that actually listen to this podcast, but um, <laughs> like, they'll, if there is, they'll be killing us right now. There's nothing like sleep deprivation over a period of years. Mm. Like we're talking we miss one day here yeah. and then you can catch up or whatever. Well, that's another point I want to bring out. Can you catch up? Mm. 
But if you deprive yourself of sleep every night and it's broken for years and years and years as your kids are going through that infant stage, that is devastating. Yeah. Mm. The amount of weight I put on in my, when my kids were that age just through sleep deprivation, nothing changed. My activity didn't change. My diet didn't really change. But just through sleep deprivation, the impact that it had on weight gain um, was was phenomenal. Yeah, and, and the, the minute I started getting like more sleep again, the the weight came back down, the body fat levels came back down. And I thought, oh, this is like this direct correlation here. Yeah, well, there is a link between appetite and sleep as well. Yeah, yeah your ghrelin, yes. ghrelin hormone or something. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, so there's two um, hormones that are important for your um, for you know your appetite: um, leptin and ghrelin. You mm-hmm. know, uh, leptin actually sig- signals you. To be um, to be full, and ghrelin signals you to be hungry, right? What sleep? What a lack of sleep does? It actually, you know, um, increases the, the, um, the levels, um, decreases the levels of leptin, you know. So actually, you know, the satiety hormone, so it actually makes you feel full less, but also increases the levels of ghrelin, which makes you feel hungry more. Mm. So you know, so typically, if you're sleep deprived, um, I think if you're about two hours sleep deprived, you are likely to eat about 300 calories more in the day. Really? And it's not only that. You actually tend to, um, you know, have a preference for sweeter and more, um, you know, carbohydrate-rich foods. Is that because you're just making up for the amount of energy that you haven't regained through sleep? Uh, I don't know. My theory is that it has to do with your um, your neurotransmitters, you know. um, If you you have sufficient, um, you know, serotonin and tryptophan i think we talked about it on the on the fat loss episode you know um that that's been shown to um reduce carbohydrate cravings mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's directly related and you know tryptophan becomes serotonin which becomes melatonin so you know the link is is easy yeah so can you catch up on sleep no so everything i've read um there's no sleep bank no. you know you can't um you know sleep one hour, one hour, one hour, and then sleep the whole of Saturday and expect, you know, your average weekly sleep to be okay. It's something that you need to do on the regular. What about if you have a nap the next day? Napping's napping's interesting. I was reading something on this as well. It's um, a lot of people attribute that that sort of mid-afternoon crash in energy to, I don't know, I haven't eaten the right foods or I might have eaten too many carbs and I'm feeling sleepy at sort of 2, 3 p.m. But apparently, genetically, biologically, we are designed that we naturally get sleepy at that time, regardless of whether we're eating the right foods or not. And we are designed to have a have a little nap around that time in the afternoon. So Yeah, it's called a postprandial dip. Is know? it? Yes. Yeah. There you go, there's the science. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, also known as, you know, three thirty eightus. Um but yeah, everybody um, you know, tends to to fade away. And you know, it's it's ironic. Last week we did the uh, you know, the mindset and motivation podcast and it was the first time we did it in the afternoon. I know. And, and out of all the podcasts we needed to be motivated for, probably that one we were, you know, the least. <laughs> and we did it at that exact time. And, yeah. that, and it's funny how the, mm. there is correlation there. And people attribute it to diet or I need a snack at that time. But it's actually, no matter what you do, it, it, it's a naturally occurring thing. Yeah. I used to love a nap. I used to nap almost every day. I had to train myself. One of the few things I got out of lockdown, training myself out of napping. Well, that's 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 the... Australian culture doesn't really allow for, but there's plenty of no. places in the world where yeah. you'll you'll break for have have lunch and then 
you have a nap straight after. Yeah, a good old, you know, siesta. Yeah. Ideally, you'd be able to have a three-hour break in the middle of the day to eat, nap, wake yourself up, and then get back to work for another few hours. That would make sense. And I think the productivity you get after that, I, I don't think, like, if, you wouldn't want to sleep for three hours, but maybe like a... No, no, but have a three-hour break between yeah. work and work. Yep. Yeah. That'd be ideal. But yeah, that would involve... Duran has an eight-hour break every day at work. Yeah. Um, you know, what does what what he do in that, bro? My sleep is important. <laughs> <laughs> these products don't make themselves. He he dreams these products. Yeah, I'm up. just trying to be more productive. <laughs> Let was, me sleep. <laughs> that was, if I have a day off for uni, sometimes I'll do that. Like if I'm really cramming, there's always a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. How can you tell if you're getting enough sleep? So obviously some people need more sleep than others. Hmm. And I've, I've experienced, I've met people that can't survive off seven hours sleep they're trashed the next day yeah whereas some people say i'm fine on six hours obviously they're they feel fine they're probably impaired but how can you tell yeah well actually you know there's actually less than some people do have um you know a, a genetic um you know um allowance that um allows them to function on less sleep but this is you know less than one percent of the population mm. And, you know, because we just said this, you know, everybody thinks, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's apparently a very, very low number. And, you know, mo- almost everybody needs this um, minimum of seven hours to, yeah. to function correctly. There's some cool um, watches and things like that. And things like that. Far yeah. out. Yeah. What has happened? You've got to there's, saying that. Yeah, there's some, um, <laughs> there's some cool watches and, and, and sleep trackers and also heart rate variability trackers. That can have actually sort of take all of those things into account and give you like a recovery score each mm. morning, and I guess this relates more to athletes. It's if if you've sort of only got five six hours sleep and the next day you're not feeling like you should train, it might indicate that your recovery score is fairly low. So if you are going to train that day, it might be some lighter activity or it might be a recovery style mm. session as opposed to one of your all out strength sessions or. a or a hard cardiovascular session. Yeah. So I know like wo- these whoop watches and they, they track all this sort of recovery. Yeah, you um, can even get rates. some apps on your phone and, you know, the microphone, um, you put it next to your bed, the microphone on your phone will, uh, you know, measure your breathing and things. And things. Yeah, while you're sleeping. <laughs> I reckon from now on, whenever you guys say that, I'm going to quiz you. When you say things like that, name any other thing like that. Okay. <laughs> things like what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done those, those put the, the phone next to your bed and actually recorded it? No, nah, I haven't. Do it. Uh, you make yeah. some weird sounds. I've done it before. You make some weird I make weird sounds yeah, during the night. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up Mom! in the morning and think, what was, yeah, what was going on there? Yeah. <laughs> no, you, there don't you do it, Hal. I don't want to hear the, what no, no. sounds <laughs> coming out of no your room. Is, but, no is this a like chimpanzee? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, actually, there are some really cool little... Um, products you can get which are like alarm clocks and they won't stop going off like there's one where it'll throw like a puzzle across the room and it won't stop going off until you get out of bed get all the pieces and put it back in i would smash that machine (laughs) yeah should we be setting alarms or should we be ideally should we should we just wake up naturally when our body wants to wake up in an ideal world you know you would wake up um, your circadian rhythm would allow you to wake up at that same time every day. But, you know, I don't want to be late for work, so I set an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you need to. <laughs> do, you, do you both use an alarm to wake up? I set eight alarms, basically. Really? He's that guy. Yeah. yeah. I used to, and now I wake up 
at the same regardless of what time I go to sleep, mm. I wake up at the same time every morning. That's I do. Wow. But that's like old guy thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I that's shall. what happens to old like that was my dad. Regardless of on the Sundays he'd still wake up at like five thirty. But that's if you're not doing anything like that's if you're not going to bed super, super late. Yeah. 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 I like, mean if I if, matter for me. Yeah, if I if I go out, you know, have a few drinks or something, I'll um a few. <laughs> I definitely need to set an alarm. Others I'll I'll just sleep yeah. It's all midday, you know, well, or, or later. Yeah, and, and that can impact when your ability to get to sleep the following night as mm-hmm. well. Like if mm-hmm. you're sleeping in till midday, yeah. it's gonna, you're going to struggle to get to bed at like 9 or 10 o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a bad sleeper. So I just, my, my mind races and I need to do a, a lot of things as far as improving my ability to just switch off. I'm the same though. Um, but that's one of the reasons that I'm heavily into sport mm. is is I need to completely exhaust myself physically and even mentally mm. to give myself a good chance of getting a good night's sleep. And if I don't, and I, if I don't do any activity for the day, there's a good chance I'm wired at night time. Yeah, interesting. So exercise and sleep. Now, this it's actually a two-way relationship, you know. More sleep makes you better at exercise and more exercise makes you have a better sleep. Well, not necessarily too, too much might affect it, but right. But you know, there's a number of reasons. A- exercise increases your endorphins, right? And if you have a good, um, you know, good, um, you know, brain chemistry, you know, healthy endorphins and neurotransmitters floating around, you're likely to, you know, um, fall asleep into these um, different stages much better. Also, uh, we'll touch on it soon, but exercise actually increases your core body temperature. So while you're exercising, you know, your body temperature lifts, and then 60 to 90 minutes after that your body temperature dips, which actually makes you sleepy, you know? And one of the things that causes you to sleep is the temperature gradient. You know, we talked about light and we talked about temperature. This temperature drop actually makes you sleepy. So what, what temperature should we be aiming for when we sleep? Um, it's probably different for everyone, I but it's, it's y- like you, to get to sleep, you actually need to induce like a, a degree or so colder than... Yeah, exactly. So it's... Um, they say, you know, when it's colder, it's much easier to fall asleep because, you know, the temperature gradient, you know, mm. the drop at night is a lot larger in winter. So um, I think it's, it's really the drop rather than the absolute temperature that's going to make you fall asleep. And, you know, this is why you feel sleepy after swimming because your, your body's immersed in water, which is different temperature from your body. So your core, temp- your core body temperature is changing. And, you know, when you get out of the water, you had this temperature gradient from your core, you know, to the extremities. Um, and that's why you feel sleepy after taking a swim. So how do you replicate that just before you go to bed at night? Easy. Just have a hot shower, you know? A so hot shower? Yeah. yeah. So if you have a hot shower, what, what happens is, you know, you, you vasodilate and all your blood flow goes to the surface of your body, moving the, moving the blood away from your core. So your core actually cools down after a hot shower, even though your skin might feel hot. So, you know, it's dropping this core body temperature, not the extremities. Another way to do that is, you know, to put on socks. Um, I, I, I always used to sleep with socks um, <laughs> because, you know, your, your feet are warm, so the blood is going to your feet uh, rather than your core, and um, that also helps you to fall asleep. That's so a, s- sorry, a trait of a psychopath, <laughs> sleeping with socks on. Yeah, well, call me psycho. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it's this temperature gradient. So if you go from a, a hot bed, I mean a hot shower into a cold bed, this temperature gradient, you should fall, fall asleep pretty quickly. Mm. That's and that's a pretty cool hack. Um, yeah, a couple other hacks. Yep. Should we get into them? Okay, so... Temperature, light. Light. So, you know, light's really important. That's, this is what's causing your body to release melatonin, right? Um, you know, this day-night cycle, um, you know, 
one thing you know everybody kind of knows not to put too much lights on at night now you know not don't be on your on your screen all night don't have all the lights in your house on all night because you're not um you know you're not getting ready for this um for the sleep cycle that you the, the light one's that. interesting because you know what screws me daylight savings yeah just that one hour change in i don't know whether that's circadian rhythm or the the being lighter at a different time of night it, it, it screws me up for probably over a month until wow. I, I'm able to sort of retrain those sleeping patterns. Mm. When's the next uh, daylight savings? It's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. But you know, what's interesting about that is, um, you know, sleep has a massive impact on your cardiovascular health. Mm. So, you know how, 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 how big this impact is? Um, they looked at, you know, average cardi- um, cardiovascular incidence, right? And um, in daylight savings... You know, the one where you get one hour less sleep, um, which is spring. Mm-hmm. Um, the incidence of cardiovascular ev- events went up by 24%. We'll link the study, right? Really? Heart attacks, you mean? Like, heart, or heart-related? Heart heart-related issues. Yep. That's just in, in, you know, in one hour, right? Making this one hour difference made such a big difference. On the other side, you know, um, in autumn, when we get an extra hour of sleep, cardiovascular incidence dropped by about 20%. So, yeah. 21%. So, it's pretty crazy that there's a direct link, you know, with even this one hour difference in sleep. And, you know, it comes, you know, it has a lot to do with, um, you know, this changing circadian rhythm and, um, yeah, your blood pressure. So, all this becomes super important, especially for people training. Yeah. Um, a, a question that I get a lot is I train at night Right, and yep. and I use pre-workout supplements and I find that when I get home, I'm either... And even people that don't use pre-workout supplements, you can be wired mm. from a workout. And I know like after like a heavy leg session, if I train at night, I feel like my um, my central nervous system is like almost just over-heightened and I really struggle to wind down like leg and back days. Mm. But even more so if you've had a pre-workout at five six o'clock at night when most people train in the gym yeah what uh, what can we do to well um maybe this there's, there's two parts to this question so you know one caffeine and sleep right so mm. we, we know caffeine's good for you know keeping you alert keeping you focused and you know some people the guys that operate on five and six hours worth of sleep you know i i, I don't know any stats but i'm pretty sure all of these guys are caffeine junkies and you know i have plenty of coffee uh, as well but i also get uh, good sleep so you know um, <laughs> caffeine, you know, really addresses all the symptoms of um, sleep deprivation, mm. you know, um, fatigue, um, lack of focus. Um, so it's very useful if you are sleep deprived. But these are just the surface symptoms, right? Um, you know, the next part of the question is, you know, if I have caffeine, how's it going to affect my sleep? And, you know, that's all these guys that are taking pre-workout too late at night. Um and the thing is, there's a big variability between people on the, and their ability to um, process and tolerate caffeine. Mm, there you is know? big variance. Some people can handle lots. Some people can't handle. I, I can have, um, you know, a double scoop of pre-workout at, you know, 7 p.m. and go to sleep at Ooh. 11 p.m. like a baby. Mm. Yeah. You are a psychopath, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Jesus. Socks has yeah. pre-workouts at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. Crazy. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't even tell you about the sleepwalking yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the sweet sleep lifting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look, the, 
I would always recommend use pre-workout sparingly, especially mm. late at night. But there is like we do have a product to sort of counteract the effects of that, which is again, you, you could just use it on those nights that you are going to. Um, <laughs> wow, shameless plug! Nighttime aminos. Quick thirty-second description of this product, Aaron. Yeah, so this is a blend of amino acids and herbal extracts that you know promotes um, you know a better quality of sleep and uh, ability to get you to sleep. So. Um, you know, there's passion flower and zizophus, which are herbs that, you know, make you um, calm you down and make you fall asleep a bit better. One of the key amino acids in there is the simplest amino acid, glycine, right? It, it's pretty, pretty potent stuff. And what it does is it actually, you know, decreases your sleep latency. So they studied this, three grams of glycine um, decreases your time to fall asleep. It also increases your quality of sleep. And, um, you know, how it does this is that glycine, you know, it's such a simple amino acid. It actually binds to some of these... Um, excitatory, um, um, you know, receptors, neurotransmitter receptors. And so instead of, you know, your excite, exciting neuro neurotransmitters um, binding to these receptors like a lock and key, glycine goes there in place and then, you know, they don't excite you as much and, you know, causes you to fall asleep. So it's glycine, a few other amino acids in there and, you know, some magnesium and zinc. So everything you need for a good night's sleep. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Shameless plug there. Shameless plug. But um, back to light. Actually, you know, there's vitamin D3 in here as well. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D is super important for, for getting to sleep. You know, the best way to actually get vitamin D is through the sunlight. And, you know, we talked about avoiding light at night. Another good thing is to maximize sun exposure during the day because, you know, it's, it's the other end of the equation. You know, if you're getting plenty of light in the day and keeping it dark at night, that's also training your circadian rhythm to help you fall asleep. And, you know, this is observed in places like um, Alaska, you know when they have those like 20 hour days and things? Mm. <coughs> yeah, they have massive sleep issues over there. So they actually have fake sleep machines, fake, fake light machines to generate light in their, in their houses um, on, a, on a regular rhythm. Yeah, I don't know how it'd go there. I've got wow. family that um, are from Finland. It's the same certain yeah. times of the year that the, the sun doesn't go down till midnight or close to it. Uh, yeah. it just, but they must sleep through in the morning to make up for it i don't know but yeah i remember um when i went to um queenstown in new zealand um in summer it's quite low south right so the sun sets close to 11 p.m uh in the peak of summer which is wow. pretty late right what time does it come up um before i woke up <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't know actually <laughs> so tips for sleep you've got sort of regularity you've got minimized sort of light before sleep you've got Temperature drop, yeah, creating that either, either artificially or, or through or hopping into a cold bed or hot shower or whatever. Yeah, and I think, you know, those are the three main things, you know, regularity, what light, about, and temperature. What about staying off your phone? That yeah, probably that, comes down to light as well. That's well, blue light well, as well. Actually, but that's uh, mind stimulation as well. You like Yeah, so that's one of the, the theories. They, don't know, they, they tested people on iPads versus, you know, people reading a book. Mm. And, you know, reading an iPad for some reason was, this is a Harvard study, some reason affected your sleep way more than reading from a book mm. but uh, you know more recent research kind of suggested that they're not sure if it's actually from the light or if it's actually from the you know the stimulation of of using these devices different different stimulation coming in whereas a yeah. book it's sort of constant yeah you know my, my hack to fall asleep is read a book like that's what i do so uh -huh. what do you do read a book uh, i'm always on the laptop but i read a book for really at least 10 minutes after and how long does it take you guys to get to sleep yeah, I, won't, I won't tell you what I do to get to sleep. 
Yeah, I, I, think, I think everyone knows that. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I will tell you. It's breathing. Um, I do sort of some breathing work. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's not what I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you got a filthy mind, Hal. <laughs> a teenager. Don't picture me doing stuff like that. That's <laughs> breathing pattern. So I've got apps on my phone that I go through sort of some breathing techniques, and I use that on nights where I'm struggling to get to sleep. That seems to help. Yeah. Um, it's it's sh- learning to shut off your mind and just focus on your breathing can and be having the same routine as well. Like yeah. Yeah. Shower. In the TV, book, easy. Alcohol has a big impact on sleep quality too, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, everybody talks about a nightcap. Um, Helps you get to sleep, but decreases the quality of sleep, right? Exactly. So what it specifically decreases are these deep stages of sleep. So your non-REM sleep, you know, um, stages three and four, these get deeply affected affected by alcohol and and even weed. You know, a lot of people, you know, (laughs) we don't like to talk about drugs on this podcast, but, you know, a lot of people in this part of the world do smoke smoke some weed at night and you know they um they think it's helping them to fall asleep it might actually f- help you fall asleep but it might affect your quality of sleep and you know you're not actually you know falling into this good level um this good deep state of sleep to um to do all these different functions and you know you need all of these different f- stages of sleep for sleep really to have its best benefits and um you know there's some good examples about this you know uh, if you've ever been on like a bender weekend you know <laughs> drinking friday to monday uh, like I'm sure Hal has experienced in his university days. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, after that, once you start coming back into your regular sleep pattern, it's actually almost like you've been sleep deprived. And um, when you when you when you use um, you know um, sedatives like alcohol to fall asleep, you you tend not to dream because you're sedated, right? And you're not falling into these correct um, dream states. So when you do fall asleep um, properly for the first time, you tend to have crazy dreams. So it sort of overproduces these these chemicals that are making you dream. Yeah. So you know you have this because um, you so know it stunts it and then it overproduces it as a compensation. Yeah. And you know w- um, what they say dreams are. Uh, you know, um, I heard a good analogy. Um, it's the aliens talking to us while we're asleep, isn't mm-hmm. it? Well, that's what I always thought. But then you know, it's it's actually you know you know um, you know a, a light bulb, right? A light bulb's function is to produce light, but uh, as a as a consequence, it also produces heat. Right, so they say dreams are the heat produced by your memory consolidations and um, all this beneficial things that are happening in your mm. in your mind. Well, so, it could, so it could just be like a, a like a side effect of sleep. Yeah, and you know um, we know every single animal animal needs sleep. There's no animals that we know of that don't need sleep, but there are some that don't dream. Really? Yeah. Jellyfish. Where the where the jellyfish? <laughs> <laughs> well, a- actually, it's it's all fish and all reptiles. They don't actually um, have REM sleep. Um, there's rapid eye movement sleep. It's just mammals and birds that tend to have um, rapid eye movement sleep. And you know, we know every animal needs sleep, but every animal needs different amounts of sleep. Yeah, it's true. A- a- an elephant needs four hours of sleep a day. A lion needs fifteen hours of sleep. Really? And yeah. a lot of them split their sleep up. You watch a dog; they're asleep, then they're awake, then they're asleep, then they're awake. And you know, um, you know, s- sea mammals and fish. Um, they can actually have fall half asleep, so half of their brain is still awake. Mm. Um, you know, because if you if you fall into, you know, we just talked about, you know, you get paralyzed during REM sleep. As a fish, you could drown because you know you still need some parts of your brain to fish function. Fish can't drown. How do fish drown? There's fish no can drown. <laughs> <laughs> we are the only species on the planet that act consciously restricts sleep. We'll set an alarm or we'll mm. say we need to get up at this. There's no other species on the planet that actually forcefully restricts their own sleep. Yeah, and it's crazy. You know, evolutionarily, 
um, you know, if sleep wasn't important, it would have been, um, you know, we would have, um, you know, naturally selected out of sleep. Um, you know, sleep is so important that every single animal still has it. Mm. And um, uh, it's interesting, you know, how um, I just said s- uh, fish and mammals tend to not fall uh, asleep correctly. We also have a, a similar a similar built-in mechanism that, you know, if you're not sleeping in your own bed, you tend to not fall asleep um, to the same degree. It's a, it's a threat detecti- detection mechanism. You know, this is why people are always tired on holidays. So, yeah. like, if you go to a, a hotel for the night... You, because you're at this different state of uh, threat, something might happen. You're not falling as deep asleep. Exactly. So you're sleeping in a new bed and, you know, you might not be as familiar with the environment. Could just be the thought of sleeping in a bed that 3,000 other people have slept in. That's pretty Yum. seedy. It, oh. <laughs> it, could, it could be, but, you know, you see no. this beautiful, nice, comfortable bed and, you know, um, uh, the Shangri-La or wherever it is. Yeah. Um, and you, and you wake up and you feel like you didn't have a proper night's sleep. It's because, you know, there's a threat detection mechanism. You know, you, you're vulnerable when you sleep. Mm. As an animal, you know, you can get eaten. Um, except you're a lion. You know, you sleep 15 hours a day. Nobody wants to eat a lion, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you know, you have this built-in threat detection mechanism. And that's why, you know, after a holiday, after a weekend away, you feel so tired when you come back. Yeah, it's true. It's not because, you know, you've must sleep well you probably did a little bit so it's just compounding it but it's it's this um you know you're not falling into this deep level of sleep and that's for me i know whenever i come back from a holiday i have crazy dreams because you're, you i'm getting back into these deep um levels of sleep interesting interesting yeah shout out to the sponsors shangri-la of the <laughs> podcast. no i'm just kidding um, um <laughs> but you know another interesting thing is in athletics this is so widespread you know think of the olympics everybody's living in a village i know it's 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 a new environment you think about almost every single you know sport at a high level where you're playing playing away you know home and away is an advantage but you know there's a bigger advantage um a home court advantage because you're in your in your own bed it's funny because you always see like the host nation of the olympics their their medal tally goes gets considerably higher than what it is if it's an away country so there's some maybe it is yeah. Sleep related. It, it, it could be. And, you know, there's also nervousness before mm. you're going to, before a big event. You know, you've got this nervousness. Your, your sleep's being impacted. And, you know, luckily everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> it could be it could be all the um, other stuff that goes on at the in the Olympic Village as well. But <laughs> yes, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of sleep deprivation <laughs> going on over there. Anything else you want to add on sleep before we wrap it up and jump into some listener questions? Um, yeah. So basically, you know, the, the three big things. Um, about athletics, uh, athletic performance, you know, your physicality, your, 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 your mental aspect, and, you know, your technical aspect. We talk about, you know, those mice learning the maze. That's like learning any technical skill. You know, physicality, you know. If recovery. Th- recovery, you know, yep. your muscles don't grow at the gym. Muscles grow when, you, when you're asleep. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's the most important thing, mm. um, you know, for muscle repair, muscle recovery. Um, you know, and mentally, sleep has a massive effect on your emotions mm. and, you know, y- your mental health overall. Yep, and uh, your motivation levels. Exactly, like and that. I think we talked about it on the mental health episode um, that, you know, if you're getting a poor sleep, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with your emotions. Look, yeah, it's super important. Yeah, and, you know, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, um, you can't even make a fist correctly, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not I far. sleep like that, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, see, lucky... <laughs> Again, that you get paralyzed. <laughs> 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 I've I've done I've done that when you. What is that thing when you're first falling asleep and you go all flinchy? 
the amount of times I've whacked mm. my missus in the face. <laughs> I apologise. I'm not. I'm, I don't do this on purpose. But yeah, I get like real flinchy, and I yeah. Sometimes well, I hit the missus. Oh uh, well, I actually experienced a similar thing. But you know, it's because you said don't use that as the soundbite. <laughs> sometimes I hit the missus. <laughs> do not use that as the no. Sometimes I whack the missus. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Well, um, uh, I'll actually tell you a funny story about a crazy example, right? Um, um, there's this guy that suffered from sleepwalking, right? And um, he was, for years he suffered from sleepwalking. And then, you know, um, one day he sleepwalked to his mother-in-law's house and killed her. What? Yeah, and then he woke up covered in blood driving back home. And then, um, you know, the jury acquitted him because he had this crazy history of sleepwalking in, that happen- in America. That happens a lot to people using sleeping pills and things like that. And yeah. things like that. Yeah. Sleeping pills and other medications and But that comes up a lot. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people have like that are using sleeping pills, they they'll jump on social media and they'll make outlandish comments and they'll wake up the next day with no memory or yeah. of what they've said. Yeah, there's a South Park episode about that. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 um it's almost like an artificial way of sleeping. It's probably not I know it, it helps some people, but you should probably investigate. I hate them. Sorry yeah, and you, yeah. you know, um, sleep is, sleep is so important that um, you know that same study you talked about where they're comparing kids. The kids that were sleep deprived deprived had the symptoms of ADD. You know, all the all the symptoms of ADD. You know, uh, inability to focus and and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the, it's spot on. Like the 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 case, the diagnosis, the cases of. of children being diagnosed with ADHD or ADD or whatever it is, a lot of them probably could be linked to lack of sleep. Potentially. And, you know, like all these medications like Ritalin, um, you know, they just think about what they do. They just make you focus and they just make you, um, you know, they basically treat the the symptoms of sleep deprivation. So many of those um, sleep medications are used for not not sleeping. Yeah. Like people staying focused and, and there's a big... There's yeah. a whole heap of stuff in like Silicon Valley in the US. All these tech nerds are just on it constantly. Oh, like uh, modafinil and Adderall. Adderall and, and just the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, you know, even uni students. Uni students that are sleep deprived. Um, you know, I know a story of a guy back in um, NZ. They got arrested for, you know, selling Ritalin during um, exam time. Mm. You know, he's just trying to help people study. But, you know, like... Um, a lot of them are used recreationally as well. Like it's crazy. It has a completely yeah. different effect when you drink with them. Hope that's insane. Yeah, but anyway, let's not go there. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> athletic performance, you know, so important for every aspect of it. Um, get a good sleep. That's it. Yeah. Good summary. Listen to questions, Hal. Lovely. I uh, want from Jono Tims who asks. Jono, g'day, Jono. Love <laughs> good Jono. Jono. Which is the most important meal of the day? Ooh. Well, um, you know, if you cast your mind back to what we always talk about, the pyramid of nutrition, the base of your pyramid is, you know, macronutrient balance. Um, above that is, you know, your protein, carbs, and fat. Um, above that is micronutrients. And, you know, timing is, is higher up in there. Um, I would say your post-workout meal is the most important meal of the day. Um, and it's important to get, you know, a good amount of protein in there. So uh, whether you work out in the morning, work out in the evening, that post-workout meal is the, the most important. In my I, would ag- I would agree. I'd 100% agree with that. I, I I was finding that hard to answer because I'm like, every meal is important. Mm. But yeah, if you were to choose one most important meal, it's either the, either the pre or the post workout okay. meal. I, I know you two would disagree with this, but I would say breakfast. I personally can't operate without food in, in the middle, in the morning. And I get, again, it comes down to the person as mm. well. And, and 
Duran's gone through stages of intermittent fasting and performing at a high a high level in the gym without breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, this time last year I was in Bali and I got pretty shredded using intermittent fasting. And you know, it depends. <laughs> Most important meal of the day. Define that. You know, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to bulk up? Are you you know, if you want if you want to gain muscle mass, you want to have amino acids available throughout the day. Mm. So you actually should you know be consuming food. Oh, it's yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, nah, but if you're trying to shred down, you know, intermittent fasting is a, a good way. Time restriction is yeah. a good form of calorie restriction. Mm-hmm. I would say outside of those, that workout timing, breakfast would be important. You've just gone eight or nine hours, however long you sleep, yeah. without any sort of nutrition whatsoever. So, yeah, I would agree with you in that regard, Hal. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and another question from Liv Hudson, who asks, how much water is too much to consume over the course of one day? Hmm. Probably depends on your the bo- your body size and how much muscle you carry as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't actually know the answer to that. Depends oh. probably how much you're sweating as well. Yeah. You don't want to overconsume water. That's for sure. People yeah. have died from overconsuming water. You drown. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you're just flushing out all these these key essential minerals and uh, whatnot, but you don't want to under-consume either because the state of dehydration can Mm -hmm. affect everything from sports performance to sleep to recovery to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much do you drink a day? um, I I drink one of those big um, 2.4 litre Musashi jugs per day. I think Uh, you've got one over there. How many? Well, this one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I drink three of those easily. Yeah. Three. So much water. In a day. Mm. I would say that's probably too much. Yeah, I would say that's probably a lot. But, you know, if you're playing basketball, you're probably sweating a lot as well. So, you know, a lot of people sweat different amounts. So if you're losing a lot through sweat, you know, make sure you have enough electrolytes and you have um, sufficient water to stay hydrated. Luckily, your body has a magic way of regulating your your water intake it's, it's called thirst so you know if you um if you drink to thirst that's typically you know sufficient for most spots it's the same way you introduced appetite a while ago i like that <laughs> I <know. laughs> what, your, what body, you your body's full of magic as a yeah. guide what two and a half to three liters a day pending i think so i'd say so well yeah. then what happens if you drink too much you're just saying you're you're flushing out all these you just go to the toilet a lot and you can't get anything else done no <laughs> yes. yeah probably you're flushing out all Fair those enough. But, but so if you are requ- like a, a person that sweats a lot and you do like have a strong appetite, mm-hmm. like thirst appetite, make sure you're getting electrolytes and, and some of those other key minerals that you need. Yeah. Hell's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> different, different type of thirsty, I think. <laughs> Any other uh, listening questions or is that it? That's all for this week. So what are we doing now? Some uh, quotes or do you want to get... Sports. sports news sports news Lovely. yeah let's get into it excellent we'll kick it off with um i think everyone's heard about this so far this is Djokovic has defaulted from the u.s open for hitting a referee with the ball <sighs> wow. you think it's funny i loved it yeah I've th- i thought it was hilarious when i first saw it i first saw the headline i was like oh this sounds bad but you know like watching the video it doesn't look that bad and i think the official did make a bit of it she milked it. So she, now the look she was giving him, my yeah. lord. She obviously yeah. wasn't a Djokovic fan. Yeah. I think what made it why I laughed is because I I know she's all right. Yeah. Like if that ball hit her and she had like brain trauma yeah. or something, yeah. I wouldn't be laughing. It would be a different story for but sure. He didn't hit it that hard, and she milked it. And then the 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 devil looks that she was giving him. The, yeah. so, there was something more there. I felt so like she nice. just. Didn't like him. Yeah. One of the cool things. He's not very well liked. No. Nah, one of the cool things I saw was, you know, Nick Kyrgios put up a poll. <laughs> Immediately after. Yeah. And he's like, if I did the same thing, how many years would I be banned for? And, you know, it's funny because, you know, people persecute him for no reason. He's such a cool guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, the Australian media are ruthless. That's probably why. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, I, I just thought that was hilarious. Did he deserve to get canned? 
from that. I think it, I think tournament. it's a rule. I think yeah, it's a rule. So. It is a rule. He didn't do it on purpose. But he also uh, took it on the chin. He didn't argue too much. She took it in the throat. <laughs> yeah. so. But, you know, before that, he, he whacked it even harder into the crowd. And, you know, that didn't hit anybody. And, like, Cause it was... Was there anyone there? No. <laughs> so, luckily. Um, but, you know, back um, a few years ago, one of the reporters asked him, you know, if you do this... Because he threw his racket and I broke his racket. on Twitter, mm. yeah. The reporter asked him, you know, if you do this one day, this outburst, and you hit somebody, um, you know, wh- what kind of consequences will there be? And he's just like, that's ridiculous. That'll never happen. Stupid question. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's, um, they get passionate out there on the court. Yeah, yeah. karma's but a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and it's hap- it happens. It's happened so many times in tennis. Look how many times they've thrown their racket on the court. It's bound to bounce up and hit someone in the face yeah, one day. Exactly. Yeah. I love it, though. Anything that adds theatre to that sport, I like. That's what they need a bit of. Oh, I think they need some personalities. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm a big fan of like guys like Kyrgios and all those. I like the, the John McEnroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> adds a bit of personalities to the sport. I like the Reggie Miller you just did before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else you got, Hal? Um, Japan has welcomed fans back into sporting arenas, uh, but they're forbidden from singing and chanting. The Japanese crowd, are they renowned for singing and chanting mm-hmm. anyway? They like, are, they are. Because go back and watch some of the early like um, pride fights. They are silent in fighting. Mm. Like they'll they'll watch something happen and then there's a... <laughs> it's like a, almost a golf clap and then there's yeah. back to silence. It's very different from like a UFC crowd. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't know that actually. Well, I, I, re- I remember, you know, the... Um, the World Cup, I think it was 2002, Korea and Japan. Football, the, they're big on, yeah. yeah oh, the, the crowd was crazy, and um, apparently they, you know, they always synchronized and things like that in the mm. in the crowd. And um, <laughs> um, it, it was it was pretty odd. I just I saw a clip of it, and it's all these people just sitting in silence. Might as well not have a crowd and use the the fake crowd noises, which I don't mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what, a silent crowd's weird. Yeah. Mm. Um, in more sports news, England stars uh, Phil Foden and Mas- Mason Greenwood, the two soccer players, had an inside man help them smuggle two Icelandic girls into their hotel. Yeah, what? so you know, so they had like a guy help sneak in some girls to their hotel. I think he worked at the hotel. Yeah, are these guys still stuck in like a well, like a so sporting bubble or something? Are they? No. So for for, con- for context, you know, Phil Foden, he's one of the hottest young talents from Manchester City, Mason Greenwood, you know, probably the best young player in Manchester United, you know, two future stars, got their England debut. England's gone to Iceland, and obviously, you know, an international game, they're isolating in the hotel. Um, And, you know, these guys, first time on tour, these two youngsters, you know, getting their dream shot, smuggling some girls, they put it on Snapchat. It's so funny, they're just sitting there, Mason Greenwood's on his phone like this, like so shy, and um, yeah, they got busted. It's and, not professional. They got kicked off the team. What? Yeah. Really? It's like not professional, but you can understand it. It's, like it's a lesson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Young guys make mistakes yeah. and like yeah. It happened in the NBA as well. Daniel House had to leave the bubble because he invited one of the The, the uh, testers. Yeah. The COVID tester, he invited <laughs> it in. <laughs> Did she go in? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. That's um yeah, I get it. It's not yeah. good, but I get it. Yeah, you know, first time on international duty. We're only human. Yeah, <laughs> they'll kick themselves forever. Yeah, they? just getting a taste of the footballer lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Curtis Scott, uh, an NRL player, I believe, his uh, arrest video was leaked recently, which we will link in the description. But it was pretty graphic. Police officers really going over the top and uh, tasering him and pepper spraying him when he passed out 
under yeah. a tree near a local premises. So he's drunk, passed out under a tree and was actually asleep. Yeah. Police officers, I don't know if everyone's seen the footage, probably everyone has by now. They came up and sort of gave him a prod to see if he was awake and he was sort of non-respondent or a bit like he was drunk and asleep. Yeah. So, well, the the funny thing is that the police alleged that he assaulted them and, you know, they had to drop all charges against him once this video um, hmm. um, surfaced. Because you know. the assault was they were grabbing him and he was just kind of like flicking their yeah. hands away. They said that they was trying to hit them. So he didn't even know who it no. was no. that was grabbing them. Exactly. That was shit. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love police like, body cams, you know, the truth comes out. Exactly. <laughs> and like, this is not a shot on police because I would hate to have that job. It'd be a mm. tough yeah. gig. And there's so, the, the vast majority of police officers are awesome. But there's that bad element. That there's that bad. Mm. I don't know. It comes through uh, the United States having this problem at the moment. There's just that certain percentage that are either undertrained in these sort of certain scenarios, or that they have this power trip issue where they feel like they need to assert their authority over someone. But someone that's asleep under a tree, passed out, there is a way to move them on in a very diplomatic um, mm-hmm. way, and that. Definitely wasn't. Didn't happen. Yeah. Did we find out what happened to the police officers? Uh, I'm not too sure, but yeah, sounds, should lose their job. Mm-hmm. Sound like a, a sounds like a bad power trip. Uh, you know, <laughs> in the weekend uh, I saw a cop come to the rescue. Actually, um, the traffic lights went out and it was all chaos. <laughs> this cop rocked up in this um, Chrysler 300C, just started pointing in all these directions, and it was, I was like. <laughs> This guy is it like a magician. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like, like it, was, it was like chaos and then instantly it was like back to normal, you know? Yeah. Cop saved the day. That was great. Good on him. <laughs> this episode brought to you by the New South Wales Police Force. <laughs> <laughs> um, Last one. Yep. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo has signed with the Golden State Warriors oh. as of five minutes ago. This no. is huge news. No way. This is huge. No idea. You've lost me. The NBA MVP. <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah, I think I think you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, was that to get Darren excited or something? <laughs> I, I, I forgot to. Well, uh, I, I actually I can, printed it. I can see the link over here. <laughs> gotcha slash gullible. You idiot. But um, but actually, you know, he's potentially going to leave. He just unfollowed the Milwaukee Bucks and all of his teammates. Mm. Uh, really? Know, hopefully, he comes to Toronto. But we'll see. <laughs> Chasing that cash. Miami. That would be huge. Where, wherever he goes, it's going to be huge. So. That would be. It would be the same as um as Kevin Durant going to Golden State Warriors. Pretty He's much going to the team that beat him in the playoffs. Yeah. Do we have a famous athlete quote? Speaking of famous athletes. Oh, we do. I got a, I got a good one. I can you like. Um, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite quotes one. of all time. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson's got a fight coming up soon. Yeah, against Roy Jones. Exhibition match. Mm-hmm. Roy, Roy Jones Jr. in November. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'm excited. I love Roy Jones. I like both of them. Should, I hope they go for it. Yeah. They're, uh-huh. bo- they're both looking sharp. I've like, watched some training footage. but going to be cool to hear those walkout songs, you know. Obviously, um, Bobby Knuckles and Robert Whitaker uses the Roy Jones Jr. walkout song. Yeah. And, you know, um, Tupac recorded the Mike Tyson so- uh, walkout song. So uh, it's going to be pretty epic. What are your favorite? It'd be insane. Yeah. They're looking very good for sort of 50-year-old men. I, um, I don't know if it's drug tested or not. as an ex- <laughs> exhibition match, but yeah. I'd say it's not. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Well, Tyson's gone, you know, full, full vegetarian for it. So it'll be interesting to see. I thought he got back on fish and stuff. I was listening to a podcast with him the other day. Yeah, I think he went vegan for a while and he went switched to vegetarian now. So he's allowing some dairy. And Maybe he's like octolacto. Yeah. No, he was on Rogan the other day and said he just felt terrible on a vegetarian diet. So he's gone back in with a whole heap of elk meat. 
Wow. And yeah, like organic mm. um, meats. Yeah. Because he he, he got all these. He's been getting like all these blood tests, and apparently for his blood type, yeah, he should be consuming like for what he wants to do for mm. sports performance. I think before he was doing it for health. I think I think it helped him lose a lot of weight because he was quite fat and you know. But for sports performance, he's probably gone back to what what he he tried and tested back in the day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Have we, we got a? Um, we have a new game before we. Oh you really? Do the uh, the Masashi quote first. What's the game? Give us the game. Okay, lovely. Um, so this is how it works. I'm going to give you each a list of several games that have occurred. I already have given you a list that are going to occur between now and the next podcast. You've each, without showing each other, chosen who you think is going to win each game. So sporting games. Yes, yep. sporting yep, yep. games. NRL, NFL, or AFL. Sorry, uh, NBA, UFC, and uh, EPL. Ooh. Whoever chooses the most winning games. How it gets to choose what the other one will do as a challenge for the next podcast. Oh, so, nice. as an example, we've done the P45, where mm-hmm. you only had to eat one, unfortunately, and Darren had to drink about five or six protein uh, pre-workout shots. Yeah, one P45. That was hardly a uh, hardly a punishment. I that know. was a bit of a treat. I, I focus so much not to con- not to interrupt, mm-hmm. but I've interrupted all day today. So, <laughs> yeah. so all right. So we're what, giving our tips, and exactly. then we're going to recap these tips next episode. One hundred percent. So I'm going to read out one by one, and you get, just tell me what you guys have put down. Okay. All right. So go. First one: NRL on Saturday nineteenth, Rabbitohs versus Roosters. I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going Rabbitohs. I'm going Roosters. I'll go uh, with the safe bet. Yeah. Sunny Bulls back, looking good. Right. Yeah. Uh, in AFL, Sydney Swans versus Geelong on Sunday the 20th. I'm going to go Sydney, you know. I'm going to go the Swans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's surprising. Swans are halfway down the ladder compared to Geelong. But anyway, um, in NBA... Uh, Swans at home though? I don't know. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, NBA, we have two games. First game, uh, Celtics versus... Celtics. Sorry, Celtics <laughs> versus the Heat in the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals this Wednesday, 16th. I'll take the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Celtics. Yeah, um, you know, I'm a Raptors fan and the Celtics knocked us out, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to go with the Celtics because, you know, that way, you, you know, the Raptors can say we lost to the best. You're both, go- <laughs> you're both going with Boston. Yeah. Yep. I'm going for Miami there. Yeah. I, I hope they win. Another one, um, NBA Nuggets versus Clippers, Game 7, uh, also on the same day, Wednesday 16th. Uh, I'm going to go Clippers, you know. <sighs> Kawhi, uh, after that mm-hmm. one-figure block, you know, they had a couple of <laughs> slips, but we'll, we'll see what's coming. I got the Clippers as well. Nice. So, cool. so far, the only difference is the Rabbitohs Roosters. It could all hinge true. on this one game. Yeah. Very true. Wow. Yep. Um, okay, uh, in the EPL, uh, Newcastle versus Brighton, our own uh, Matty Ryan on Sunday the 20th. Conflicted uh, here? Uh, not conflicted, you know. Newcastle ruined my multi bet over the weekend, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go Brighton. I think Bright- Brighton's gonna do pretty well, you know. They signed El- Adam Lanana. You know, I'm picking a picking a one nil uh, victory. Matty Ryan to keep a clean sheet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't go against our boy Matty Ryan. Nice Masashi athlete. <laughs> Fair enough. Another EPL. We have Chelsea versus Liverpool on Monday the 21st. <laughs> Liverpool. I'm, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a draw. You know. Um, Liverpool's looking good, but Chelsea just bought all of these new players. Splash the cast. Obviously, last year, you know, they had a ban on transfers, so the billionaire owner was like, let's buy everybody this year. <laughs> so they just bought six of the best players, and we'll see how this new look Chelsea goes, but I'm picking a draw. Might take a while for, a while for them to gel together. Yeah. So I'm going to have a safe bet with Liverpool. Fair enough. And last match is uh, in the UFC, Covington versus Woodley, Sunday <laughs> 20th. Too Can't wait for this fight. Too excited for this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the chosen one. Tyron Woodley. I'm going to go Covington. Ooh. Yeah, nice. I know people hate him. 
I get the shtick and I get his sort of marketing uh, himself, uh, but I think he's an awesome fighter. I think where he's going to give Woodley fits, if he can get through the first one or two rounds, Covington's cardio is on another level hmm. compared to Woodley's. It's something Woodley has always struggled with. And I think Woodley in like recent fights has struggled to let his hands go yeah. to conserve energy. Yeah. And that's something Covington doesn't worry about. He'll just go and go and go and go. And I think, you know, um, why I'm picking Woodley is, you know, he, if you watch the last two fights, there was almost something holding him back. And I feel, you know, he kind of maybe lost the spark. But if there's one guy who's going to bring the spark back, it's going to be Covington. You know, these two hate each other. They do. And, you know, Woodley packs a lot of muscle, packs a lot of power, a lot of speed. So should be interesting. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Nice. So very good. We have So of these seven games, we have three where you've both chosen uh, opposite outcomes. So we'll recap all seven games or matches in the next podcast. Ooh, I've got to think of a challenge as well because I know I'm going to win. Mm. Nice. Um, what have we got now, Hal? Masashi quote. Oh, Masashi yeah, quote. Hang on, hang let's on. Let's get into on. the zone. I need to um, bring up my... I'll, I'll introduce the quote. <laughs> so in, in Miyamoto Masashi's famous book, uh, The Book of Five Rings, there's, you know... The Five Rings, the Book of Earth, the Book of Water, the Book of Fire, the Book of Wind, and the Book of the Void. The Void? Yeah, so this quote is about the Void. What I call the Void is where nothing exists. It is about things outside man's knowledge. Of course, the Void does not exist. By knowing what exists, you can know that which does not exist. That is the Void. So the... Yeah... I'm so lost. The void, the void is the great unknown, and Miyamoto Masashi always talks about it. And the reason why I chose this quote is because sleep is the great unknown. It is. No one really knows why we need... Or we, we sort of know why we need to sleep. Yeah. We don't really understand what goes on yeah. while we're asleep. And why is eight hours the magic number? <laughs> yeah. So why is eight hours the magic number? I'm going to turn that off. Yeah. It's distracting. But, yeah, it's the void, you know. And what, what this quote means is, you know, the only way to understand that which is unknown is to know about everything else because you know there are things that we can't know you know we we can't really know what happens in our dreams mm. you know for for now so you know we just have to know what dreams are this heat from a light bulb and hmm. um that's that's the best we can do elon and musk is is onto it he's, as soon as we um get these Neuralink chips in the back of our head we'll understand it mm-hmm. yeah i'm keen <laughs> if you guys here's a quick question to finish up if you had the choice between being able to like Sleeping and not sleeping, what would you choose? If we didn't need sleep, would you prefer that or do you actually enjoy sleeping? Oh, if you could if you could function you happy, yeah, no sleep. Yeah. Um, have you watched um, Die Another Day, the James Bond movie where the villain reduces his need to sleep by wearing a, a special mask? Um, well, he says he's, he's like super productive and he doesn't sleep because he uses this crazy thing. I was like, yeah, man, I could be this villain for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we've established that you're pretty a, much a, <laughs> yeah, a serial I'm a psycho, killer. Psycho villain, so. <laughs> Sleep with socks on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Pre-workout at night. Yep. Just socks. And now you're <laughs> the bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a... Oh, anyone's got any listener questions, submit them via Instagram, Facebook, or podcast at masashi.com. Please leave a review. We are available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere where good audio podcasts are distributed. So, yeah, until next episode, thanks for listening. That's it. Masashi out. Sleep well. (laughs) Good Good night. night. (laughs)